0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. So you heard his voice in the open. Let's bring in Adam Schefter right now to the show. Morning, Schefter.
1: Hello there, Max. How you doing?
0: Good, we're doing good. Uh, I mean, boy, you've been busy man the last couple of days, even busier than usual. How, how did the Russell Wilson deal get done?
1: Look, if we go back to last offseason with Denver tracking Aaron Rodgers and wanting to try to see if they could get him then, I think the longer time went on and the longer that decision got delayed, the more it became obvious that Denver had to look at other options. And it clearly prioritized Russell Wilson and made him at that point in time with Rogers waffling plan a and the Broncos general manager, George Payton initiated contract talks or trade talks with the Seattle Seahawks. And here's the thing there really were about a dozen teams talking to Seattle, reaching out to see if they would be interested. And the key part to this is that Russell Wilson had a no trade clause. And so while a team that's been out there, the Washington commanders reached out, you know, Russell was not interested in, in making moves to certain cities, many cities. He was interested, and going to Denver, and I think it was interesting going to Denver because he felt like that situation was one in which they had the weapons in which he could compete, they could compete. I think he felt like they could win a Super Bowl there. Now, we'll find out whether or not that's true. The AFC West is loaded with quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson. There's not a team or conference or division in football that deep at the quarterback position. And you can even go to the AFC and be like, wow, okay, Josh Allen, Mac Jones, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, the AFC West. The AFC is overloaded with great quarterbacks, and it becomes a very challenging division conference, so on and so forth. But I don't think Russell cares about that. I think that he views it as they'll have to play him rather than him playing them. And so Denver felt like Russell was the one guy that it could go get. He traded three players, five picks. To go get him in a huge trade, one of the biggest trades in NFL history. And now Russell Wilson passed his physical last night, officially waived his no-trade clause. So that trade now is basically almost done. The Seahawks need the three Broncos that they acquired to pass their physicals. However, I mean, if one couldn't, I'm sure you know there could be revisions to the trade to get it worked out because the ship has sailed and Russell Wilson's going to be playing quarterback for the Denver Broncos this season.
2: Adam, do you think that Denver took a look at the last couple years, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady, and and what Matthew Stafford did for the Rams and what they gave up to get Matthew Stafford that they said this was worth it to go get Russell Wilson so we could try to win a Super Bowl now rather than six years from now?
1: Well, Kim, look at all the teams out there that are in the quarterback market that need a quarterback. And look at who is available. So I think that Denver sized it up. Look, the Broncos once had John Elway, Hall of Fame quarterback. And after he left, they went years until they could replace him. And finally, they did it with Peyton Manning. And after another Hall of Fame quarterback in Peyton Manning left Denver, they've had 11 different starting quarterbacks since he's left. And they've struggled to replace him. And in all season, where we have teams like Washington, Indianapolis, New Orleans, Pittsburgh, Tampa, Carolina... Seattle now oh, in the quarterback market and there being a shortage of first rate quality elite quarterbacks. Denver decided there's no price that's too high that we have to pay to go get Russell Wilson. And so that's, look, you know, we've said it before, said, say it's quarterback league, you don't have a quarterback, you probably don't have a chance. Now we'll say this, when we flip it to Seattle, here's what I would say. People are saying, oh, they're rebuilding because they also informed Bobby Wagner, their eight-time All-Pro linebacker franchise icon, last night that he's being released. And I don't think that they're rebuilding so much as that they're reloading and reshaping their roster, remaking it. They now have double ones and double twos. What if the Seattle Seahawks, hypothetically, decided that they wanted to make a run at Deshaun Watson? And they took the two ones and two twos that they got from Denver, looked him for Watson, got the three extra players, got younger at quarterback, got a quarterback who was much cheaper, got a quarterback who had four years left in his deal, got a quarterback who was more interested in being in Seattle long-term, Will you say that Seattle then would be in a better position than it was before? Maybe. So I'm not ready to Seattle Seattle's rebuilding by any stretch of the imagination until I see what they're doing with all this compensation that they got back. Did they take a gamble? Absolutely. When you move on from a Hall of Fame quarterback like Russell, it's always a gamble. But you don't do that without some semblance of a plan as to what you're going to do to try to replace that guy.
3: Shefty. So with that being said, what are you hearing as it relates to Deshaun Watson
1: in Seattle? Well, Jay, you know, there, there's a few things here, right? And first and foremost, above everything else, uh, there is the legal situation that Deshaun Watson now is facing and has been facing. And for those who haven't heard the grand jury a uh, grand jury will hear evidence Friday um, in his case, the same day he's going to be facing questions for the first time uh, in some of his pen- pending, civil lawsuits. His uh, attorney, Rusty Harden, confirmed that yesterday to ESPN and added that he'll instruct Watson to assert his fifth amendment, right uh, to not incriminate himself during his testimony in the civil case Friday. So, There's that ongoing situation, 22 uh, civil lawsuits, women accusing him of inappropriate behavior, uh, sexual misconduct. And so that is more important than anything else. And we'll see what happens and what comes out of the case. I'm not smart enough legally to give you any answers there. Uh, Go bring on somebody else there. But from a football standpoint, here's what I will tell you. I believe the NFL will wind up, no matter the results of this case, disciplining Deshaun Watson next season, if and when he's allowed to play. I think he will be suspended for multiple games, and I still think that there will be multiple teams, multiple teams interested in trading for Deshaun Watson, depending on the results uh, of what happens Friday and in the days after that to come.
0: Adam Schefter, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Adam, very much. The hardest working man in the business, especially at the moment. Appreciate you, Shafty.
1: Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Appreciate you having me. All
0: right, Shefty. So, let's bring in Mike Tannenbaum into this conversation. Morning, Mike T. Mike T. How you doing? It's so hard to re, you know
4: go after Adam. I, I like to go before him. You know, mm. it's hard to you know follow royalty like that.
0: But but he has to give the news, and then we need your reaction. You heard what Adam <laughs> just said about the Sean Watson. Mike, listen to what Kimberly Martin said earlier in the show about the Watson situation.
5: Talking to coaches and scouts, execs, GMs, they were like, listen, a guy like that does not come available that often. He does not want to be in Houston. The legal situation, the league coaches, they're not concerned the way I think the outside public is.
0: What do you think is going to wind up happening with Deshaun Watson, Mike?
4: I think it's a very complicated situation. And I understand what Kimberly's saying, but she's talking to coaches. And, you know, I've had those conversations with owners for over 20 years. It's a very complicated situation. There are alleged victims out there. and I think when push comes to shove, I do think he'll go to another team, but I think this is an unprecedented situation, one that's extremely complicated.
0: Um, We're talking about Deshaun, Mike, because maybe he could be a fit for Seattle, right? Now that they've traded Russell Wilson, they could get younger, at least momentarily cheaper, and maybe better. Um, What do you think of the Wilson deal?
4: Uh, I think this is an absolute win-win. I mean, there's so many layers to this. I think, first of all, it's a huge win for the Broncos because without him, you have no hope. You know, if we were talking about European soccer and this whole notion guys being relegated, think if you're an AFC team, if you don't have Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Herbert, and now Russell Wilson, you have no hope. Zero. Your season's over before it ever began. So, denver has a seat at the table and we got to remember this guys the rams were the four seed last year not the first seed so obviously you want to win as many games as possible but there could be one of those teams in the afc be it denver or the chargers that comes in second or third in the afc west let's say and they could still win the title and oh by the way let's not forget about the titans the titans were the one seed last year
2: mike or Are we acquiring Russell Wilson to have a seat at the table or are we acquiring him and giving up two first-round picks, two second-round picks, three players, and a new contract, by the way, that will probably be given to him within the next 24 months? Are we doing this to have a seat at the table or are we doing this to win a Super Bowl and duplicate what the Rams were able to do as well as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Because I don't think personally acquiring Russell Wilson and giving up all that, puts them in a Super Bowl position.
4: Gosh, Key, I think you're asking the exact right question. But I don't know if they're the Super Bowl favorites coming out of the AFC. I think that's a totally fair point, Key. But here's what I would say. Could you imagine if we were running the Denver Broncos and we had to go face Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes six times a year with Drew Locke? We have no shot. At least now we have a quarterback that's won a Super Bowl. He's durable outside of last year. And there's a lot to like about his game. I'm not saying he's perfect, but I think he's a really, really good quarterback. And now we have a chance, and we could quibble that they overpaid. But who else are we going to get? Are we going to draft Sam Howell? Or some, like, there's so many more questions in this year's draft than there are answers. I think what we saw key was supply and demand working at the quarterback position.
2: And, and that may, and that's fair. I just, I just think as if I'm running a team, and I'm giving up all of that. I'm only doing that because I got a Super Bowl-ready team a la the Los Angeles Rams. They had a Super Bowl-appearing quarterback, and they felt like that wasn't it, even though he's taking them to the playoffs and everything. And they went and got a guy, regardless if they were the fourth seed or not, and they won the Super Bowl. That's the only problem I have with the deal that the Denver Broncos made.
4: Yeah, uh, and Key, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but again, there's just not enough quarterbacks. We we haven't even gotten to Washington and Pittsburgh and Carolina. All these other teams that still need it, where are they going to go? Like, what are they going to do? And that, to me, is brings in Jimmy G. That brings in Jameis Winston. That brings in uh, Jordan Love. I think our conversation around the quarterbacks, candidly, guys, to me, is just beginning, not ending.
3: Mike T., uh, I know that the Denver Broncos are up for sale, but do you think there's any reason behind that's why they did this move for Russell Wilson? Because wouldn't the price of that franchise now increase drastically due to a star quarterback coming to town?
4: I totally agree with that, J. Will. I think they become <clears throat> a lot more valuable when you have a franchise quarterback. <clears throat> Excuse me, a franchise quarterback. So I think without question, I just choked on the fact that it may have gone from 4 to $5 billion. <laughs> so I think it's a great point. They're a more valuable franchise today than they were yesterday.
0: Right. Maybe that's the impetus for the deal, though. Like, right, you're going to sell an asset, a very valuable one, and you just made it a much more attractive, more expensive one at the moment. So speaking of value, Mike T, this dude, Russell Wilson, there have been several years where if taken together, you could argue he's had more value than anyone in the league, but not in any one year. He's never gotten an MVP vote. You think he's finally going to put himself in that position in a Nathaniel Hackett offense like the Broncos, or should he be careful what he wishes for?
4: Uh, I think he could be because the other thing we're not even talking about, guys, is that offensive line. They got a great left tackle in Garrett Bowles. I think they have a much better offensive line than they had in Seattle. He had in Seattle, and despite losing Noah Fant, I think Jerry Judy's an emerging player. Javante Williams is a great back. Melvin is a good back. So I think the weapons they have, Max. I don't know if it's going to be the MVP, but I think he's going to have an outstanding season.
2: So now that. So now that Aaron Rodgers did not go to Denver, Mike, and he's back in Green Bay, are the Packers now, I guess, the number one seed again? Are they two? What are they?
4: I think what we need is one more meaningful piece of information, Key, and that's his contract. Let's remember one thing. Tom Brady averaged $26 million a year to play in Tampa Bay. And let's just face it, the more money that – Aaron Rodgers takes, the less there's going to be there for his teammates. Now, they can move out cat charges, and we all expect that to happen. But once you pay Aaron Rodgers in, you know, in that $50 million or north neighborhood guys, they're going to lose some players. Um, I, I hope it's not Devondre Campbell. I hope it's not Rasul Douglas. But is it Preston Smith, is it Darius Smith, Billy Turner, Randall Cobb? The more of the pie he takes – He's diminishing his chances for winning a Super Bowl, and I think that's something that we got to closely monitor in the coming days as his contract gets finalized.
3: So, Mike T., everybody all this morning and all I heard yesterday is, oh, Aaron Rodgers better win a Super Bowl now. And I'm sitting there saying, of course, like that's always the standard for Aaron Rodgers. It has been, in my opinion, considering we think he's one of the greatest to ever do it, right? But it has to put exponentially more pressure on the front office that they've been able to weather the storm, keep Aaron Rodgers in. Now they franchise tag Devontae Adams. Can they get the right pieces around him to win a championship? So how much pressure do you think is on the front office from this move?
4: Oh, I think this is the ultimate all-in move. I mean – they one thing we don't know is that they change Lambeau Field to be located on Rogers Boulevard? Whoa. I mean, they gave this guy everything else, right? They gave him Tom Clements. They're going to bring back Randall Cobb. I mean, this is the ultimate all-in move. Which, by the way, I a hundred percent agree with because, again, going back to what you know, Key had mentioned earlier, like this gives you a seat at the can we win the championship table, and what's your alternative? So you know what, Jay, will yeah, they're all in. There's an enormous amount of pressure. And candidly, what it starts with is Devondre Campbell getting a long-term deal done for Devontae Adams, and bringing back as many of those players as possible. Because if they have Rogers back and are only half pregnant, he's going to have an unfulfilled legacy.
0: Hey, Mike, mm-hmm. I want to talking to Mike Tannenbaum I'm here on Keyshawn J. Willemax ESPN Radio. Mike, the Jordan Love draft pick. Now, on the one hand, they were hedging their bets. Is, is Aaron Rodgers getting older, or is this just an issue of he has a new head coach, he's learning the system, even though they won 13 games, they're he's kind of game managing a little more by his standards? Um, maybe it motivated him. Maybe he'd have done this anyway. It goes back-to-back MVPs. Uh, it certainly seemed to lead to a re-working of, of the relationship between the front office and their star quarterback. And in the end, they kept Aaron Rodgers. So on the one hand, it worked out really well if it motivated them and they wound up keeping them and clarifying their relationship. On the other hand, they didn't draft some help for Rodgers and they haven't won a Super Bowl, you know, and Jordan Love ain't panning out so far. So what do you make of that draft pick with all that in mind at this moment?
4: Yeah, Max, here's what it is. It was a great plan. It was a really smart, proactive thinking that was poorly executed in terms of they drafted the wrong quarterback, and they gave up a fourth-round pick in terms of they moved up probably unnecessarily to get a guy that's not good enough. So I thought it was really smart to do that because obviously Rodgers is close to the end, but they picked the wrong guy. So A for the plan, D- minus for the execution of the plan, and now they're back at square <laughs> one on that.
2: So should, with all that being said, should they trade Jordan Love, and what team should – Reach out to him because when I think about it, I'm looking at the teams that are eyeing quarterbacks in the first round this year. And if you put him back in that pool, he's got to be a first rounder, Mike.
4: hundred percent key. I mean, let's put it this way. If let's just look at Mitch Trubisky and Jameis Winston would be the first quarterback off the board. Then I would go with Pickett and Willis. And then after that, to me, Jordan Love is better than Desmond Ritter. He's better than Sam Howell. He's better than Carson Strong. So if Jordan Love is not taken again in the first round, he may be taken close to it. And again, there's so many teams, Carolina, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Washington, reportedly even Indy, Pittsburgh. So to me, there's so many teams that need quarterbacks. And oh, by the way, we're not even talking about teams like Miami and Minnesota that have starters that they may not be sold on. So I have over 16 teams that have massive quarterback questions. And to me, that's why Jordan Love, Jimmy G, those were some of the really big winners yesterday. I mean, I'm just telling you guys, just remember this. When the four of us are talking next week, we're going to be blown away by what Trubisky and or Jameis Winston gets. Because, again, the supply and demand, and I know we got Todd McShay coming up here soon, there's just not enough quarterbacks this year.
0: Well, so, so Mike, real quick on Jordan Love then. If he's not good enough, is that not good enough yet? Because then you can turn around and say he's better than all these quarterbacks in this draft, right? So, is there untapped potential in Jordan Love?
4: Yeah, I think I think that's a big question mark, you know. And look, we had Chad Pennington who sat for two years before he played behind uh, Vinny Testaverde, and Chad was going to be, I think, a good quarterback in my opinion, regardless if he played right away. But I think by having someone like Jordan sit behind Aaron Rodgers, get coached by Matt Lafleur, get coached by Nathaniel Hackett, if I was a team, I'm more intrigued. I'd rather have Jordan Love with two years of tutelage than Carson Wentz, because we know what Carson Wentz is. So to me, I'd rather go with a guy that has intriguing upside. And again, I think the other fascinating part of this discussion is who's on the Bryce Young clock. You know, for years we've talked about tanking for Tua. Bryce Young is going to be a transformational player. Who's going to divide for the first pick to get Bryce Young? Uh, because that's going to be the next part of this conversation.
0: Hmm. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We know how Key feels about small. People generally, let alone small man. quarterbacks. Boy. Presented by Progressive Insurance, he was trying to compliment Jay the other day and talked about how no one at Jay's Mike. tiny size yeah. had been Mike, drafted it, where it he was. was drafted. It was
3: a compl- it, the craziest thing, though, Mike T. It was a compliment. He was like, "Hey, man, nobody's ever been able to do what you've been able to do at, at
0: your, your tiny size, at your minuscule size." <laughs> like he really, he really <laughs> went oh, overboard. God. What? What? Jay
2: was a fine little player. See? <laughs> That's what you <laughs> call Colin <laughs> Murray. Damn
4: it. <laughs> But, you know, Jay Will, you're playing that other sport, which is sort of interesting, but it's not the big boy sport that we all know and love so much.
0: Yeah, because we have guaranteed contracts. Yeah, meantime, every <laughs> single football player who ever lived who could play in the NBA played in the NBA. <laughs> they played football because they didn't have a choice. Keyshawn, j Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Mike Tannenbaum, thank you.
4: All right, Mike T. All right, really appreciate it, guys. So much going uh-huh. on. Thank Mike, were you, were you so doing your dishes? What were you, I heard a lot of cleaning. No. What's, yeah, I'm sorry, Clingle. Jay. Well, that was, I'm not going to throw under the bus, idea. but that was my wife, Michelle, that was making all that noise. So that was not me. So I, I apologize. <laughs> you
2: don't have to or it's five house cleaners, one of them.
4: <laughs> oh, oh. God. Hey, I negotiated your contract, Here, you. I was on the other side of that signature, not 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 on the, the receiving Ooh. line. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs>
6: Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. Sean, J Will and Max, the podcast.
0: He said, "Relax." I think only just with his nose. Relax. R- the first it was R E L A X, but then the way he said "relax," it's like very nasally. His nose was—he was like a ventriloquist, and his nose was the puppet. Relax.
3: <laughs> Sounds like he's out there in L.A. with Kia with all that pollen.
0: Yeah,
2: man, <laughs> he's suffering <laughs> out man. there. God. <laughs> I How many I'm tissues have you gone through, Key? Man, I was a lot. I was literally sitting here while you were reading, Max, thinking to myself, when I get the hell out of here, I got to figure out what to do with myself and my body because I'm like, I'm dripping, and I'm like, napkins and stuff. I'm like, oh, so gross.
0: (laughs) It's the worst pollen season out there. It's brutal. Keyshawn J. Will and Axe presented by Progressive Insurance. Todd McShay's Mock Draft 3.0 is now available on ESPN Plus, and we're thrilled to have Todd with us now. Good morning, Todd. Good morning, fellas. What's going on? So, What's up, so, all right. Yesterday's news with Aaron Rodgers it was such a big news day. Um, he's returning to the Packers. Broncos trading for Russell Wilson. How did that? What like kind of impact did that have on your latest mock draft?
5: You know, ironically, the the biggest move that happened yesterday. Was the in terms of affecting the mock draft was Cam Robinson being franchise tagged for that number one spot, but you know Seattle obviously takes over that that pick for the Denver Denver Broncos, and I it just it just so happens that they they have defensive end need. I had Denver taking a, a defensive end there at uh, number nine, and Seattle you know takes over that spot, and and that could be you know that could be a place that they go. So it wasn't a huge difference in terms of where everyone wound up going, but I do think that. I think the Cam Robinson and then listen, Cam Robinson being tagged by the Jaguars does not prevent them from taking Ikea Aquanu from NC state or Evan Neal from, from Alabama with that number one overall pick. But it just, it makes you wonder, all right, let's, let's tag Cam. He's coming off arguably his best season. And, and plug him back in for at least one more year at that left tackle spot, and that will allow us then – we can still upgrade in free agency in the offensive line, but that will allow us to take the guy we really want in Aiden Hutchinson. I don't know for sure that that's their thinking, but it just it kind of falls in line with, with what you would do, the action that you would take. Coming off the combine and the meetings with Hutchinson and seeing one, you know, an exceptional three cone drill and the ten, 10 yard split that he had in, in his workout to match up with the fourteen sacks and sixty six pressures on tape, that just seems like it, it just it fits. Todd, now that
3: Aaron Rodgers is returning, he's back. Welcome back to the Packers. Some would think that the Packers now might trade Jordan Love. If that were to right. be the case, where would Love be among the QBs? In this draft, if you are being evaluated
5: with them all at once, well, there's there's kind of two parts to that question, right? And first of all, I look at it as, our what was my grade when when Jordan Love came out compared to this year's class?" And I have a, the identical 90 grade on on Love. I had the 90 grade on Love, the same grade that I have on on the top two quarterbacks in this class, Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis. Even though all three of them are very different in their in their styles, but you just wonder, you know, seeing the lack of progression, the one start that he had, that where he struggled, and and knowing knowing what we know now, which isn't a whole lot, you can't base it off of that. But certainly he hasn't he hasn't done anything in his pro career to date to make to make you believe that hey he's going to be the guy. You know you hope and you you want to develop him, and I think if there's, there are teams out there that are looking at that as options, and certainly. You know, Green Bay will will field trade offers, but I just don't know that they're going to get in value, you know, trade pick value or even player value. What what you would want to get for a first round quarterback that you drafted, and also like Aaron Rodgers is one one snap away from from being injured, and and you know you've got a guy who's been in the system and and that you were planning on building the future around when Aaron Rodgers left or retired. So I don't know that that move is gonna is gonna happen. And I know everyone's just killing. Uh, killing Green Bay for for drafting him and then now re-signing Aaron Rodgers. Cut it out. Like, that, this is good business, what they did. And yes, it, it, it pissed off Aaron Rodgers. and Maybe that was a good thing. He's won two MVPs since. And and the other thing is, you, you have to, as a general manager, you've got to make sure that you're covered at that position more so than any other position, probably in sports. So, to me, making sure they had a backup and a future plan. And it, let's face it, if Aaron Rodgers shifted with the wind a little bit and wound up going to Denver or wound up retiring, which were on the table coming off this past season, then then everyone would say, well, at least Green Bay drafted a quarterback in the first round a couple years ago. They had foresight and so on and so forth. So I don't blame them at all for, for making that pick, no matter what happens to Jordan Love moving forward.
2: Todd, you know, there's a lot of mock drafts, or I call them fake mock drafts that's floating out in the world, but I only pay attention to yours and Mel's, and, and watching you and Mel Thanks, right buddy. now, and your mark, Jap in particular, have Kenny Pickett going to Commanders recently. Um, do you think and feel confident that that's where he'll land?
5: I don't feel confident in anything right now. What are we six, seven days away from free agency starting? I mean, yeah. this thing can this thing can shift, but I do think I don't. The majority of people I talk to in the league would choose Pickett as their first quarterback if you were comparing to the other votes, but I've, I've, I've talked to teams that like Matt Corral the most I've talked to teams that think Desmond Ritter, if developed properly, is going to be the best quarterback of the group. I've talked to teams that think Malik Willis, that they, if you, if you gamble on him and go all in on him and what he can do kind of like the Ravens have done with Lamar and and the Eagles with hurts and the bills with Josh, Josh Allen, that he can have the, the greatest career of these quarterbacks. So there's a lot of debate within the league on on who the first quarterback is. I think Pickett would make sense. You bring him in, you have him compete, hopefully he wins the job right away. But I, there's still, you know, I've still heard some talks about Jimmy Garoppolo. I've still heard talks about Mitch Trubisky to Washington. I've heard the same thing with the the Steelers as well. So, we're going to find out a whole lot in the next couple of weeks that will determine kind of the teams that, at least that are in Pursuit of these rookie quarterbacks.
0: Hey, uh, my, Todd
2: Mc. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Key. No, I was going to ask. I was going to ask Todd about the New York Jets because my producer loves the Jets and he's a big Jet
0: fan. Ooh. Ooh. And, uh, I have a Giants question. Ooh.
2: Much more important.
0: Listen, <laughs> we, Jets. I, I figured as Jets much. The Jets
2: got uh, you know the Jets got two top ten picks uh, in the you know two picks in the top ten and after the combine you had Sauce Gardner over uh, Derek Stingley, which I do too as well. Why do you think that is? Why do you think he's a better corner than Stingley?
5: I don't know from a talent perspective that that one is better than the other. In fact, if you go back and just study the 2019 tape and compared it to this last year's tape, I would make the argument that, that Stingley was better. The problem is I have 2020 and 2021 that I've got to sift through with Derek Stingley where he had injuries. He had the Liz, Liz Frank injury. And, and also, more importantly to me, the effort wasn't there. He wasn't dialed in like he was in 2019. I saw pursuit angles change because he didn't want to mix it up. I saw him, you know, the, the, the old buffet tackler just picking and choosing when he wanted to get involved. And so you wonder, is this guy like when, when things aren't going well for us, is he going to show up and play? Is he going to give effort or is he going to be a handful to deal with? And that's, that's not just me. That's, that's everyone I've talked to in the league too. So that's the deal with Stingley. But the good news is he winds up falling like out of the top 10 and comes into the league with a chip on his shoulder, and and decides that he's going to show everyone, you know, that they were wrong and, and the mistake that they made in, in passing him up for for Gardner and allowing him to fall out of the top ten. I'm telling you, the talent, talent from a talent standpoint, he's one of the five best players in this draft. Todd. So he's got a chance. He's got a chance to fix his own future and and, and, and control his fate, really. But um, but no, for the Jets, I mean, said so they don't have to go offensive line at four, but if you get Evan Neal falling to you there because because Aiden Hutchinson and Kyle Hamilton are the first two picks, you're either going to get a Kwanu from NC State or Evan Neal. It's tough to pass up on. I do think Trayvon Walker from Georgia is fast rising and would be in consideration there. And then cornerback is is another spot. That, you know they they've got a little depth there, but they need an elite corner. And right away, like Amar Gardner would come in and he would be he would be the best talent in that Jets secondary from day one. But I also, for the Jets, I thought, I thought about wide receiver, and more importantly, I thought about Jermaine Johnson, the defensive end from Florida State, that number 10 pick. The good news for Joe Douglas, the GM, and, and the Jets is they're going to have elite players at, at all of the positions that they're looking to upgrade in this draft. And they've, they've got two picks in the top 10, and then I think it's four picks in the top 38 overall.
0: Todd McShay, ladies and gentlemen, always appreciate it when you jump on with us, Todd. Hopefully the Giants don't take Trayvon Walker, but you know, like we'll <laughs> see. I, we need offensive linemen. I, you know, get, gotta get get it together, Giants. Thanks, Todd. Your turn to weigh he in. Got it, bud. Who has more pressure to win a second Super Bowl now, Rodgers or Russell Wilson?
7: It's Demon Time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. Your money. Types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com/slash morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com/slash morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks: pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
0: Right? Like, he's the engine that makes that team go with, along with Steph, right? And uh, Steve Kerr was inspired. <laughs> he brings in Will Ferrell dressed as Jackie Moon. Let's get tropical. For, wait, what, what was they? The Tropic? What was the name of the team? The Tropics. I the, think tropics. It, yeah, the, the Tropics. The Tropics, yeah. yeah. I, I always think of it as, like, cause Jay, you two, like Tropic Thunder. But no, that's the Ben Stiller movie. That's the Ben Stiller. That's, movie. Ben Stiller. that's a funny was, movie, this too, This one though. was called what? Uh semi-pro semi-pro, semi-pro. semi-pro. That's pro. Yeah. Pro, yeah. so he he's dressed as jackie moon the character of semi-pro for warm-ups comes will ferrell according to clay thompson steve kerr's plan worked listen to this that was so much fun of the most fat that was some of the most fun i've had on the court this year and i'm very appreciative that will could come out and lighten the mood especially after the losing streak we had and like I can say he's responsible for the win tonight, but I think he was a huge catalyst for why we came out guns blazing. He—he's uh, a legend.
3: First off, I love the movie. Secondly, Clay's right; they beat the Clippers. They stopped their losing streak. And you know what, Keith? Sometimes I think we lose sight of this because we're—we have fun on our morning show. But we forget that being a professional athlete doesn't mean that you're serious all the time, right? That there's always some kind of in-depth subject matter to think about. Or they need to win now. Or it's all about championships and legacy. Like, damn! remember when we were playing AU ball, a lot of times it's just about having fun. Like joshing with your boys, kicking it. And to see Jackie Moon on the court last night shooting underhanded free throws. He made a shot from half court. He's wearing a little skinny you know, really short, short shorts with the extra, you know, thigh meat hair. It's just like that, that's what balls all about.
2: So they went, So they they brought him in just to do that. It wasn't. I mean, to do the skit, it wasn't a. a no, he warmed up with the
6: team. No, but I'm the saying, game. was they
2: filming, filming something or it just no, he just was invited in. by no, Steve? No,
6: no. Will Ferrell had reached out to Steve Kerr a while ago to do it. And Kerr said that he he was waiting, and then finally he realized the team's struggling. I need something to like change things up, so he brought him in last night. <laughs> My favorite
0: part of that movie is the alley oop. The first time the ref sees the alley oop, and he <laughs> blows the whistle, and he just knows that somehow it, it's like too good to be legal. <laughs> yeah. When I saw the highlight of him
2: on the little alley hoop, I thought I am like, I know he ain't get ready to dunk, and then he put the he patted the
0: ball up. I fell out laughing. I was like, man, this dude crazy. Yeah. Will Ferrell's one of these. Like, I mean, Will is one of those you look at him and it makes your day. Especially in that kind of What's your favorite oh, will Ferrell absolutely. movie? Oh, absolutely.
3: See, I'm old school. Old, old
2: school, school Old school I think, mine for sure. I think
0: Will Ferrell in old school, that really is what, what it was like, oh, my God, he's the biggest movie star in the world after that. You know he's a Trojan, right? Yeah, yeah he's a yeah, Trojan. That's right.
2: Yeah. Aaron Rodgers will remain with the Green Bay Packers.
6: I think a lot of dominoes are going to start to fall for the Green Bay Packers.
0: Sign your deal, and then I want you to go to the locker room, and I want you to point out the guys that you're going to lose. Every penny he
4: takes from the salary cap is a penny they can't afford to pay a linebacker or a safety or a right guard or all these other people they need around him.
7: They do have a lot of work to do to get under the cap by 4 o'clock Eastern time next Wednesday.
0: We've asked... All morning on Key, J and Max on Twitter. <laughs> Who has more pressure to win a second oh, no, Super Bowl no. now? Is it Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? Well, B-M-X-Ber. 11.2% said Russell Wilson. Ooh. And I didn't major in math, but a quick back-of-the-envelope calculation tells me that means 88.8% had to say Aaron Rodgers. It's a landslide. Mm. Of course.
2: Absolutely, Aaron Rodgers. 100 100- Percent. I, I I laugh every single time I hear Greeny talk about uh, if he takes some money, you know, too much money, they won't be able to sign other players. Well, I'm like, how do Rams keep doing it then? The
0: <laughs> Rams pay everybody. Well, well, everybody get key, paid. Key Felix in North Carolina disagrees. What's up, Felix? Hey, what's up? How y'all doing?
8: What's up, baby? Hey, I want to say, um, I think it's more pressure on Russell Wilson because just, uh, Richard Sherman put that narrative out on him about he needs a great defense in order to be a good quarterback. And uh, Aaron Rodgers already think about a bad man already, so um, I think a lot of people give him a pass instead of putting that pressure on him that he needs to get multiple Super Bowls.
0: I agree, Key. I agree with Felix's yeah. logic here. There's no negative story out there about how Rodgers can't do it a certain way. And, and he's no, going Felix back to the same right. team.
2: No, no, Felix is right. I, I said the same thing. I've been saying the same thing about Russ, the same thing Sherman said. But this is, a, to me, just the whole Aaron Rodgers saga and drama to the point where he has you running around wagging your tail every time you hear Aaron Rodgers' name. You know, it's like, Mac, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, and you go get it because – He's drummed this up for over a year and a half now to the point where Russell Wilson was just kind of quiet, downplaying everything, not creating any firestorm, and then he gets
0: traded. That's true. Look, Jay, Russell Wilson, the only thing we know is his agent, and his agent put his name on it. Here are the four teams we'd accept a trade to. Came out last season. Then Russ kind of kept his head down and in the end actually got traded to the Broncos. Aaron Rodgers could not have made a bigger deal of this whole thing and, in the end, stayed right where he was. So that's the only reason why I'm saying, like, why you yeah. make
2: a big stink about everything, Jay, and then you go chill right back in Green Bay. Well, I hear it, but, you know, I
3: I go back to this line that Max set up uh, that Chris Canty told him is that the thought of how they treated Brett Favre down the stretch, and I have to admit, a lot of that was probably self-inflicted on Brett Favre's part, but Aaron Rodgers didn't want to see that happen to him considering – the draft of Jordan Love. So I'm not making excuses for it. So why I'm did he just leave? i trying to say leave? I understand some of the reasoning behind it. And now he has everything he wanted. He can submit his legacy in Green Bay for the rest of his career. He got his money. He got Devontae Adams going to get tagged. I hear. I just, I just think it's interesting considering the last two years the Super Bowl champions have been two guys that have left their respective teams to another team that has been right there to a degree and taken them over but- the hump.
2: And here's what I'm going to say. Both of them teams you just mentioned had one. Rams went to a Super Bowl essentially with the same nucleus of players. Yep. Tampa Bay was already a dominant team. They just had uh, uh, an interception turnover problem with Jameis Winston. They solved both of those issues. The Denver Broncos are nowhere near understood. as close as those teams were understood. talent-wise. But there
3: is the history, Key, of Peyton Manning doing the same thing. Yeah, I think they're a little like they're, closer yeah, than you give them credit see, for, a, I think,
2: But that's different, though, man. That defense that defense, understood? that Peyton Manning had was one of the top defenses year in and year out in the National Football League with Von Miller and Tlaib and those guys. Understood. I'm just
3: saying
0: that the narrative still
3: it still can be pieced together to a degree. Kevin yeah, in
0: South Carolina wants to weigh in. Quick, Kevin, go ahead. What up, Kev?
8: What up, fellas?
0: What's going on, Kevin? Hey, man, first
8: time probably long time listening, man. Keyshawn, I just got one question for you, bro. What's happening? What that? did you say your rookie year when you scored your first touchdown? Because I was like, Keyshawn just cussed out everybody in the stands, bro. So I didn't say anything. I, I just stomped my
2: feet. That's all.
8: Okay, because yeah, you went in the end zone, stepping, bro. I'm like, this dude here is talking junk to everybody, man. Jay, will I'm a North Carolina fan, but you did us dirty a lot of time, man. Appreciate you, bro. I love you, much man. love and respect, but, man. No, this this pressure is on Aaron Rodgers, man. I'm a Packer fan, bro. You don't want all these games in the regular season, exactly. but you don't do jack in the playoffs. You get to the NFC Championship and you do nothing. We don't even score points, bro. Come on now. Now, real dogs in the NFL, Brady's, Montana, all them, they showed you they was that dog. They went and got that chip. They went and did that thing when it was time to go do it. You let Tom Brady come to the NFC and take your chip. You got to show that man come from the NFC. Bottom that line. This is no style the of time man, over here. In facts.
0: That, that's right. It's one thing, Tom Brady, in the AFC East, it's easy, you have a pass in the first round, you just got to win one playoff, all that stuff. Then he comes to your conference and wins the Super Bowl the first year. Okay, against you, he got out of the NFC because your coach took the ball out of your hands. The next year on an even better team, okay, here it comes and get outplayed down the stretch by Tom Brady Jr. in San Francisco, by Jimmy Garoppolo, or rather like, you know, Tom Brady light. I mean, come on, got to get it done.
2: You're right. Hundred percent, Max. Yo, they go. Joe Burrow, go get him. <laughs> go get him, Joe. <laughs> where? Where is it?
0: Where is it? Where is it? You know, I can't resist so it. Bad. That's not right. He's you can't so put wrong. string in front of a cat. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> There's some things that are not up to me. It's just part of my instinct, my nature. Where? Where is it? Where's the cheese? Um, is well, Justin been Herbert being
3: the MVP quarter uh, conversation next year? Yep. This is he'll a the, another he'll, he'll thrilling, the
0: in latest conversation. thrilling <laughs> episode. In- catalog of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We're back tomorrow. 10 a.m. Greeny is coming up right now on ESPN Radio. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on
7: ESPN Radio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early